As we continue our journey through the gifts of the dark wood, we find ourselves with the gift of temptation. The author of the book, Eric Elness, states in this chapter that typically it's not the bad temptations that we struggle with. It's the good ones. Let me expand on that. We don't often in society, most of us at least, struggle with endangering other people. We don't typically struggle um, with committing felonies or frauds. We don't go throughout our day contemplating whether or not we're going to commit heinous crimes of any kind. Those are not regular temptations for us. Getting through every day good temptations. That might sound weird, but we'll continue, and it'll all make sense. (laughs) The good temptations, though, that's what we struggle with. Our daily lives are filled with choices and decisions to be made. So many seem ordinary and insignificant at the time. Work has to be done, but someone just stopped by the office to chat. Do I keep working to make sure that I get my work done, or do I stop and reconnect with that person? I'm home folding towels, as I often do, when one of my kids runs into the room and asks me to come look at something that they just made. Do I keep folding the towels that have to be, that need to be folded, or do I take a break and see what my child's made in the next room over? None of those are bad choices to continue working and make sure that you get your work done. That's not a bad thing. To reconnect with someone when they stop by the office, that's not a bad thing. To fold all the towels at our house, that's an accomplishment. (laughs) But also going to see what it is and engaging with our our children when they, they make things that they're proud enough to come and show us. None of those are bad choices. They're all good choices. They're daily choices that we make. They're good choices that we can make, and there's some better choices that we can make. In my occupation, as, well, obviously, as pastor, uh, the workload varies each day. Um, From one day to another, what I do ranges. It varies. And it could be that I'm doing good work, good things. But if I'm not listening to the small reminders that I experience that are in my head, call them intuition, call it the Holy Spirit, call it what may, I could be passing up 
life-giving ministry opportunities. While it is a good thing for me to sit down this week and write up a sermon, when I sit down and write, if I keep thinking of one person that I need to call, maybe the best thing for me to do is to stop writing and to pick up the phone and call that person. What looks like a temptation to delay my sermon writing and procrastinate could be where the real ministry in that moment lays. When Jesus found himself in the wilderness, in the desert for 40 days, which this time of year we think of often because it's this time of year that we have Lent and we reflect on those things that keep us from being more like Christ. And we sit there and we refrain from different things and we think, oh, Jesus had problems refraining from different things. He wanted to turn the stones into bread so that he can eat. This is normal temptation that I'm experiencing. And we're so focused on ourselves during that time that we forget to look more deeply and more closely at what it is that Jesus was experiencing. Turning bread into stone, inherently that is not a bad thing. That could provide food. It's a miracle. It would not have made a difference in me believing in Christ if in the Bible he was up there and had turned a stone into bread and had eaten. If there's not something good inside the temptation, it's not really a temptation for us. Inside the actual things that come up in our everyday lives that are true and real temptations, there is something good inside of them. Or else we wouldn't want them. Temptation is sometimes disguised as our everyday routine. When we keep thinking about someone else or standing in line needing to help the person that's in front of us, when we are trying to meet a deadline and want to try to ignore our family for a few hours to get things done. Maybe that's not what we should be doing at the time. And that's the hard part, is trying to distinguish between good and better. Temptations don't have to be master criminal plans that are arranged. Temptations are things that we go through every day. And while it might look like something silly to say, yes, I need to meet this deadline and get this emailed by 5 o'clock, 
I'm going to stop for five minutes and go see what my kids are doing. I'm going to go ahead and call this person up on the phone because I've been thinking about them all day and I just want to make sure they're okay. Sometimes those things that look like they're the temptation is really where our ministry is calling us. It's where the life-giving moments, the sweet spots in life are. And it's our everyday routine that we feel so tied to and bonded to, bound to, that's really just the good temptation, but not the better thing for us to do. I think our, our gift here, these hidden gifts almost, are beautiful things. We don't often look for temptation to be something so normal, so a part of us, so instilled in us, that we don't often look at our interruptions as ministry that is life-giving. Totally going off my notes here, so I apologize. During this Lenten season, as we intentionally try to be more like Jesus, may we see everything new again. May we see everything as a new creation. May we see the merging and reconciling splendor of all that is around us, earth and sky, animals and insects. Let us breathe in a new respect and be more attuned to the spirit working in our lives and less committed to our own distorted view of productivity. Let us see the beauty that is within each day. Remembering that those moments of interruption are not always temptations. They are gifts. Let us respond to God's loving call with our prayer of confession. For paying more attention to the expected path than the right one. Amen. 